to the deeper you go, the weirder it gets. I'm your host, Get Renin. So this episode is about my encounter with the supernatural entities known as fairies. And I discuss whether or not these fairies were real or simply a figment of my imagination. Now before we start, I encourage you all to reach out with any questions you may have about my journey or anything I have discussed. And if you'd like to support the show and to support my year-long journey, one of the easiest ways is to get you some podcast gear. I have stickers, hats, mugs, t-shirts, and hoodies, and the link for the gear is in the show notes. I also have fermented herbal tonics and pine pollen tinctures available, so please email me for more details. And the pine pollen tinctures have been flying off the shelves and for good reason. Testosterone in both men and women is at an all-time low. Thanks to pesticides, microplastics, tap water, a sedentary lifestyle, and even wacky modern ideology. And as a result, and the result is that most people are overweight, unfocused, depressed, have minimal muscle mass, and almost zero sex drive. Not to mention, the low testosterone is a major factor for why the masculine and feminine energies in our society are so out of whack and lacking harmony. So if you want to save yourself, save your relationship, and possibly even save the world, get you some pine pollen. My pine pollen is made with the best ingredients possible. Raw, uncracked pine pollen harvested in the pristine Canadian wilderness and organic cane alcohol. It doesn't get any cleaner than that. So again, if you're interested in purchasing these, please send me a message. Also, I wrote a book. I wrote it about eight years ago. Uh, it's called the self-sabotage guide, nine behaviors preventing you from becoming stronger, faster, and sexier. Like it's like I've said before, I've kind of wrote about this and then forgot about it. And, but it's a fitness book about overcoming resistance or your excuses. It's a short read about 20 pages. If you're interested, the link is in the show notes. And lastly, at the very least, if you enjoy the podcast, please like, share, subscribe, and leave a review, specifically if you are listening to this on the Apple Podcast app. And I can tell by the data I receive from my podcast that most people listen to this on the Apple Podcast app. So if you're listening, please review it. Give it a good, give it a five-star review. It's a simple gesture that really helps me out. And as always, my email and Instagram are located in the show notes. Okay, so let's get into the episode. So there is a great parable from Chinese philosopher Huang Zhu that goes, one, one, uh, Once upon a time, I, Shuangzi, dreamt I was a butterfly fluttering hither and thither to all intents and purposes a butterfly. I was only conscious of my happiness as a butterfly, unaware that I was Shuangzi. Soon I was awakened, and there I was, venerably, myself again. Now I do not know whether I was then a man dreaming I was a butterfly, or whether I am now a butterfly dreaming I am a man. This parable is great because it brings up some interesting questions about the nature of reality, such as, how do we know when we're dreaming and when we're awake? How do we know if what we if what we're perceiving is real or a mere illusion? And is the me of various dream characters the same as or different from the me of my waking world? And how do we know 
when we experience something called waking up, that we are waking up to reality as opposed to merely waking up into another level of a dream. In other words, after reading and pondering this parable, you might wonder, what is real? Or how do we define reality? Or if some levels of consciousness are more real than others? For example, is waking consciousness more real than the dream state consciousness? Well, according to Morpheus, if you're talking about what you can feel, what you can smell, what you can taste and see, then real is simply electrical signals interpreted by your brain. Sure, Morpheus is a character from a movie, but his statements seem to be true. Everything we experience is nothing more than our brain's own interpretation of energetic frequencies. And as far as I can tell, there's no better definition of reality. We also know that according to the first hermetic principle, the principle of mentalism, that the universe is nothing more than the mental manifestation of the all. And the second hermetic principle states as above, so below, which means that our personal universe or our personal reality is also a mental manifestation, one which is created in our own mind. So if all that is true, we can make a strong argument that what we experience in the dream state is just as real as what we experience in the physical world because everything is simply a mental manifestation. And when it comes to the dream state, here's a little fun fact. When you consume ayahuasca or other plant medicines, for that matter, your mind shifts from waking consciousness to a state known as theta. Theta is a frequency that our brains produce, which just so happens to be the same frequency our brains produce when we dream. This means that, at least according to our brain waves, the dream state or the dream world is the same place or that it exists on the same frequency as the spirit world. And those of you that have done plant medicines, particularly ayahuasca or mushrooms, know that you often get transported to a dreamlike state many people call the spirit world. This also means that the only difference between what we consider to be our waking state and the dream or spiritual world is the energetic frequency our mind is producing. In other words, the waking world and the spirit world and the spirit or dream world are just different levels of consciousness or frequency produced in our brain and the only difference between my dreams and the visions i experience while under the influence of plant medicines is that plant medicines allow me to stay in that state much longer and be more aware of what's actually happening which can lead to some interesting and intense experiences that feel just as real as any i as i've ever experienced now When I do plant medicines, I don't always get these very real dreamlike visions. In fact, it has been a long time since I've experienced one, but at the beginning of my plant medicine journey, I would get them all the time. And one night in particular, which was my third or fourth time drinking ayahuasca, I experienced the realest and longest vision I ever had. Now, this occurred almost six years ago, so a lot of the details are fuzzy, but I'm going to tell you what I I remember. And before I get into the details of the experience, I want to say that when I first came to Ayahuasca, I completely I came completely out of curiosity. I had no idea of the world I was walking into. I had no idea about the power of plants, plant spirits, supernatural entities, and even the existence of the spirit world. I just thought all of that was some hippie nonsense. However, this particularly this particular ceremony changed everything. It changed my understanding about the power of plants, it changed my view on supernatural entities, and it changed my view on reality. All right, so let's get into the details of the ceremony. So this ceremony occurred in July of 2017 and like I mentioned it was my third or fourth time I drank ayahuasca. 
So at some point near the beginning of this particular particular ceremony, I noticed that the ceremonial space transformed into a hospital. I saw all these hospital beds appear with people lying in the beds and they were hooked up to monitors. I also noticed that there were fairies flying around the room above the beds. I then noticed a light turn on over a particular bed and and I watched as several of the fairies flew over to that person's bed and started working on them. After about a minute or so, the person began to purge. Then over the course of about 20 minutes, this happened several more times. A light would turn on over a bed, the fairies would fly over, and then that person would either purge or get up and go to the bathroom. It was wild. The fairies seemed to be helping heal these people. So after watching this routine play out several times, I noticed that one of the fairies started to glow brighter than the others. This particular fairy then flew down at rapid speed and landed right next to me. She then grew in size from something that was the size of a hummingbird to maybe two feet tall. This was an interesting vision as it was an augmented reality vision, which means I saw the ceremonial space as it normally looks, but next to me was this two foot tall glowing fairy. Then suddenly I was transported into transported to a different realm and I was surrounded by six fairies and it was one of the most realistic visual experiences I ever had. One fairy flew up to me and gave me a gift. I don't remember what it was, but I thanked her for the gift and she got really happy. Then another fairy flew up to me and handed me another gift. I took it and thanked her and she got really happy. But the first fairy that gave me a gift, well, she got mad and jealous Then the other fairies all tried to give me a gift. I didn't know what to do because if I refused the gift, I would make that fairy mad. But if I took it, but if I took the gift, the other fairies would get jealous. So I had this thought of trying to see if I could take the gift while also keeping the other fairies happy. So I took the gift and thanked her while also thanking the other fairies. It seemed to work and the next thing I knew I was being escorted around a city by six fairies who all seemed to like me. And as we were walking around, I remember my mind was blown by the beauty and detail of the world. Everything from the streets to the sidewalks to the buildings, all of it was a work of art. It was the most beautiful thing I'd ever seen. The closest thing I can relate to it is the beauty of some of the old buildings and churches we have in our world, like St. Peter's Basilica in the Vatican, in Vatican City, for example. See, right after I graduated college, I did a three-week backpacking trip through Europe. I had no plan, just a plane ticket and a dream. And at some point in the trip, I ended up in Rome in the Vatican City. And I remember walking through St. Peter's Basilica, marveling at the detail of everything. And what I remember most about it was that there wasn't a single square inch of that place that wasn't covered in beauty. The walls, the ceilings, the columns, the dome, the floors, all of it was a work of art. And it's unreal how magnificent that place is. And if you've never been, I encourage you to go. Buildings like that are a modern marvel. They make you feel different just by walking inside. You feel inspired and you become alive. And if you have a curious mind, you might wonder how something of that magnitude and craftsmanship could be built such a long time ago in a time before electricity, computers, power tools, the combustion engine, before cranes and other heavy-duty construction equipment. Instead, we are told and led to believe that one of the most magnificent buildings on the planet was somehow built entirely 
by simple hand tools. But that's a different podcast, so I need to get back on track. So anyway, the, the point of all that is that to say that the fairy world or realm was immaculate and it was so beautiful and it looked and felt so real. And also while we were walking around, I remember seeing these badass assault vehicles cruising around the streets and inside these vehicles were these tough looking warrior fairies. They were decked out in beautiful futuristic looking armor and weapons. They, and while looking at them, I was admiring the beauty and craftsmanship of their armor. And one of the female fairies that was with me said, do you want some armor? Do you want us to dress you up? My response was, hell yeah, I want some of that armor. So they started dressing me up. But while they were dressing me up, they were laughing and being silly. And I started to suspect something was off. Well, at this point, my friend, the guy who was conducting the ceremony, the actual ceremony shows up in my vision. He has all these female fairies with him and he was dressed in this amazing looking armor that looked like a futuristic Batman suit. It was really cool. So he he then takes one look at me and starts yelling, look at you, look at you, what are you doing? I look down at myself and realize I'm dressed like a clown. I'm covered in glitter and sparkles and dressed in bright colors. I looked absolutely ridiculous. Then the fairies who were dressing me started pointing and laughing. My friend then starts yelling saying, you can't let them control you. You can't let them do whatever they want. You have to direct them. Which is really interesting because now looking back, I am realizing that there is a big lesson there about the interplay between masculine and feminine energy. See, in order to create something, in order to bring a vision to life, masculine energy must direct feminine energy. And once feminine energy receives orders from the masculine, the feminine then gives birth or brings the vision to life. And looking back at the situation, I let the feminine energy of the fairies run wild without any direction. And as a result, chaos ensued. The masculine feminine dynamic was out of balance. And it's interesting because if you're a regular listen, regular listener to this podcast, you know a big theme of my plant medicine journey has been all about finding a balance between masculine and feminine energies and learning how they work together. And over the course of my journey, I have come to realize that I never understood this properly, which is probably why I've had a few romantic failures in my time. But anyway, that was basically it for that vision. However, the next 10 to 15 ceremonies I had after that, including my first ever trip to Niwe Rao back in December of 2017, I, I would have moments where I'd be transported back to the fairy world. Most of the time I would be decked out in warrior armor and I would either be in a briefing room going over battle plans or in a tactical vehicle or a fighter jet, always surrounded by other warriors and we were always preparing for some sort of battle. Or if I wasn't in armor, I would be in a hospital room where these machines would be working on me and injecting me with light. And all of these visions were extremely vivid and felt 100% real. I had these types of visions for a couple years. I would also visit the fairy world during my dreams. And this occurred so often that I started to wonder what it all meant. I started to wonder if I was part fairy or a fairy in a past or par parallel life? I mean, who knows? Because it didn't feel random at all. In fact, each time I would visit this fairy world, it would feel more real and more familiar 
and it all felt like there was a reason or purpose for me being there. Then at some point, these visions just stopped and I really haven't had anything close to these types of visions in years. So even though these visions have stopped, the question still remains, was there any significance to these visions? Was there a reason I kept going back to the same place over and over again for a couple of years? The truth is, I have no idea. I have never received any noteworthy answer. I mean, on one hand, there has to be some sort of significance, right? The theme was too similar, too familiar, and it felt just as real as anything I've ever experienced. Not to mention that there are many myths and stories about and even personal accounts of contact with fairies. In fact, some of the earliest accounts of fairies go all the way back to the 12th century. So why have there been so many accounts of them? Why are fairies so prominent in Northern European folklore? Is it because they are are real, or are they just figments of imagination that have somehow managed to become part of our collective consciousness? I mean, again, who knows, right? I mean... After this experience, I do think that fairies are real. However, I believe they inhabit a different realm or that they live in a, in a world that occurs on a different frequency than our own. And when we dream or take plant medicines, we can tune into this frequency and experience their world. But as of now, I'm unconvinced that, that there was anything of real importance associated with my fairy encounters, at least nothing that affects my day-to-day life in this realm. Nothing that would help me reach my full potential. And trust me, I want to believe there was a reason. I, I want to believe that there was a reason I kept going back to the same place. And that there was a reason that I was preparing for battle. To fight alongside these fairy warriors. But after pondering on these questions for a long time, I believe that what I experienced was just a parallel world. That... While these visions were fun and super interesting, I don't think they play, they played or will play a major role in determining my fate or help me become a better version of myself. In other words, I don't believe I was transported to this world because I'm special or that I am part fairy or anything like that. I think that visiting this world is a function of entering the dream or spirit realm. When you change the frequency of your consciousness, you are able to experience other worlds and other beings. And yes, you can learn some things while visiting these other realms, and these other entities can help you, but they can also harm you, so you have to be careful. And as my journey into plant medicine continues to evolve, I'm realizing that the purpose of consuming ayahuasca or other plant medicines is not necessarily is, is to not necessarily visit these other realms and interact with supernatural beings like fairies. The purpose is to learn about yourself and the natural world in which you inhabit. I think this is why these types of visions eventually went away from me. Because visiting that world, while really cool, is not the place where I'm going to learn the lessons I need to become better. This is why the Shipibo tradition, in the Shipibo tradition, we focus on connecting with the energetic frequencies or spirits of plants. Because plants are a part of our physical realm. We depend on each other for survival. Plants have a direct connection to Mother Earth, which is why they are great teachers who can help guide us and direct us on how to live and conduct ourselves in this realm. But the thing is, we have to learn how to connect with them. We have to learn their language. And the only way to do this is to remove the unnecessary distractions that direct our attention away from the natural world. 
See, our ancestors used to be more in tune to the frequencies of nature, but we have lost our way. This is why plant medicines are becoming extremely popular because the plants are reaching out to try to and are trying to pull us back, trying to remind us why we are here. Because all of this, I believe, because of all of this, I believe it is the plant spirits that are going to teach me what I need in order to level up, not the fairies or other non-earthly beings. And in my own experience, I've noticed that when it comes to these otherworldly places and supernatural beings like fairies, many people get caught up in these visions, becoming lost and entranced by them. And as a result, they start to become very ungrounded and believe that they are actually some type of multidimensional being, such as a starseed, earth angel, light worker, indigo, or whatever, who has been selected to incarnate into earth, into, a, into human form, in order to save humanity by raising the energetic frequency of earth. Now, this is a fun story to tell, but the problem with it is that these people believe they are special. Not because of any accomplishments or any work or any sacrifices they have made, but instead they believe they are special just because, right? In in other words, they believe they are special because of some external reason that is beyond their control. They believe that they were just born special. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not making fun of these people, but their logic seems to be flawed because the truth is... We are all special. I talk about this all the time. We are all we are we all are here in this realm we call earth for a particular reason. But here's the catch and here's the difference. You have to earn it. You have to make the right decisions, make the right sacrifices and do the work to unlock your potential and discover your purpose. It's not just given to you. You are not special just because you believe you came from a different realm or a different time or that you are the descendant of a special bloodline. That's not how it works. All of us are descendants from the same place. We are all products of the same source, the all, as it's called in Hermeticism. This means that all of us have a divine spark within us. All of us are equally special. However, in this particular realm of Earth, which we are all inhabiting, it is a training ground that teaches you how to level up. This is the realm where we discover our power, but this realm is not for the faint of heart. It is not an easy level because there is no guarantee that you will discover your power or your purpose here. In fact, just by looking around at the current state of our society, you can see that most people never get anywhere close to discovering their true purpose and potential. However, With that being said, I reserve the right to change my mind, to change my thoughts and opinions on this matter if new evidence presents itself. If I start to see crossover between the fairy world and my waking world, or if I meet someone who claims to be one of these supernatural beings that has incarnated into human form and they can show me something that blows my mind, if they can show me some Jedi shit, I will start to take these visions and ideas more seriously. Look, I understand that there are many paths to the top of the mountain, and for some people, that path includes interaction with supernatural entities, but that doesn't seem to be my jam. While I've had a great time with the fairies, as of now, the only spirits I'm interested in interacting with are the plant spirits. But let me know what you think. Do you have a different interpretation of the fairies? Do you interact Do you interact with supernatural entities? Do they help you out? If so... Let me know. That's it for now. 
See you on the other side. Bye.